Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. We call the hitch. You throw it to the guy. You throw it to Mooney. He's going to go for 40 yards. That's the deal. And this guy's a dope. And he won't do it. Two plays after Dent says this. Andy Dalton throws that. And he goes for a touchdown. And the look on Matthew's face is like, who is this guy? I said, yeah, sure. Just Richard F. Dent. Okay? Yeah. He knows more about defense than Matt Nagy will ever know about anything. So listen up. <laughs> this is General George Washington, and you're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. You think Jake Gyllenhaal hates Taylor Swift? <laughs> it's nothing compared to Wilbon hating Matt Nagy. It's nothing. It's not even close. Wilbon can't wait for Nagy to get fired and dance on his grave. <laughs> we're gonna open. We're gonna open differently today. We're gonna bring Booger McFarland on right now. Booger last night was on the field at the Tampa Bay New York Giants game, which I mistakenly thought briefly was in New York, and it was in Tampa. But next week, Booger, next week you, the Monday night game is in Washington D.C. Now, do you think that you're going to go to that? Do you think they'll send everybody to that game? Or do you think that will be done out of Bristol? What do you think? You know, I, I think, Tony, from what I'm hearing, they're going to do that out of either Bristol or New York at the seaport. I don't think we're going to D.C. If we do go to D.C., I expect uh, to be knocking on your door and to have a nice little brunch or, or early dinner at your house. Here's what you're going to get <clears throat> if you're here and you come down for Sunday and the weather is good, we're going to go play golf. Okay, That's what we're going to do if you're down here Sunday and the weather is good. Okay, is that a deal if, it's, if that, that happens? Is, that is 100% a deal. I get two strokes inside and loser buys lunch. I'm going to buy the lunch. We don't have to worry about that. You're a 14. I'm an 18. You're not getting anything. And I play for me for up tees. So I'm over 70. Get out of here. All right. Let's start with this. Booger was on the PTI show last Thursday. And we asked him, because Wilbon, Wilbon actually likes the NFL this year, which he doesn't usually. Wilbon usually yeah, destroys the NFL in order to <clears throat> prop up the NBA. But this year he likes the NFL because a lot of teams lose all the time. And there's no discernible great team. And we asked Booger, is there a great team or some team that you really like? And you fell in love with Tennessee. Are you still in love with Tennessee after now losing to both the Jets and Houston? Or do you, do you think that was just a bolt out of the blue and that they come back and they go to New England, a ridiculous five-and-a-half-point underdog, and they go win that game? What do you think? Tony, I'm still in love with Tennessee like a mistress that doesn't call me back for two weeks, and then finally she sends me a text. I am still there. I will be at her beckoning <laughs> call. And here's why. <laughs> Understand this, Tony. They turned the football over five times. Okay, Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions, and then they had the special teams turnover. In the last five to ten years, I think the record is 238-1 for a team that turns the football over five times. So no one was going to win that game that turns it over five times. I'm not discouraged. Some people will come on the airwaves and say, ah, they missed Derrick Henry. Well, guess what? Yeah, you miss a great player. But if you look at their running game, they rush for 100 yards. They average four yards a carry. The key to the game was Ryan Tannehill throwing four interceptions. So, yeah, I'm a little discouraged that they didn't play well against a one-win team. But I'm not losing confidence in Tennessee because I trust who they are. They have an identity. Uh, I love their coach. I love how they play. They have a purpose. They know who they are, and they play to that all the time. So, yeah, I am still infatuated and still in love, Tony. Just like that mistress that hadn't called me back in two weeks and sends me that text, if Mike Vrabel sends me a text, Tony, I'm all in. So this is an interesting thing. Mike Vrabel, and I don't say this about a lot of coaches. Now, most of the coaches now are young thin guys who are considered offensive geniuses. Mike Vrabel's out there in the rain. He's not even wearing a hat. He's out there in the rain. He said, you know what? Bring it on. I'm a, I, I, Booger, I like Vrabel. I think you feel in him a kindred spirit to yourself. It's a mentality, Tony. Like, I was raised in football to be tough. Football taught me everything I know about life from the standpoint of mental toughness. When you get knocked down, get back up dealing with tough circumstances, and what it brings out of you. 
And Mike Vrabel embodies that. He learned that from his uh, his former coach, Bill Belichick. And, Tony, think about this. If you look at the best coaches in football, let's forget all the headlines and everybody that calls the plays and spider two wide banana and all that stuff. Look at the best coaches in football. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Mike Tomlin, Mike Vrabel. You know what they all have in common? They're defensive Defense. coaches. And Defense. defensive coaches yeah. have a certain mentality. And I like that mentality, yeah. and I like Mike Vrabel. Okay, we'll move on. Buffalo has now lost two of three. In watching them, and I watch the red zone so I don't get the feel of the whole game, but it seems to me that if Josh Allen is ordinary, they don't have anything else to go to. I'm not sure I trust Buffalo. I mean, I understand if you get the one seed and you're home and it's freezing and you know how to play in it, okay. But I'm not sure, all things being equal, that I trust Buffalo. Where are you on Buffalo? You and I are sharing a brain, Tony. I I phrased it this way. Am I concerned about Buffalo? Absolutely. Am I worried about them? No. And here's the difference. Concern meaning when I'm up, I'm thinking about, man, why are we this way? Worried means I'm losing sleep at night. I'm not losing sleep over Buffalo because I think Josh Allen is that good. But to your point, they are somewhat of a one-dimensional team, meaning if Josh Allen is not MVP Josh, then they're going to struggle. They can't run the football. They can't do other things than just say, hey, Josh, throw it to Stephon Diggs. And to me, that, that'll be an issue because when you play better teams and they take away what little run game you have, especially when the quarterback is involved and you get a turnover or two, then you get the game that we saw against Indianapolis. And that concerns me when I'm up during the day. Now, I trust Brandon Bean, who's the GM. I love Sean McDermott, who's the head coach. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator. Brian Dayball is the OC. I know all those guys. I know what they're made of. I know their pedigree. But they are a one-dimensional team, and usually teams like that don't go very far because their flaw is going to be exacerbated when you get to the playoffs. I agree with that. And so when I look around for teams to love, and I I grant you this changes week to week because of the nature of the NFL season this year in particular, where so many good teams cannot sustain being good teams over some long period of time. But when I look for someone to love and I see Kansas City beating Dallas – And holding Dallas really to nothing. I wonder, Kansas City having won five out of six, Kansas City, as you would appreciate, their defense the last four games significantly better than the first 11. I wonder if I should fall in love with Kansas City. Well, what I would say to you is is that Kansas City is going to embody what I call a team that understands how to get high at the right time. Uh, They had a tough three-game stretch coming up where they had Raiders, Cowboys, Packers, okay? They were able to win all three of those games. Now the ship has been righted. They beat the Cowboys. The defense Mm -hmm. is playing well. And we don't think about it the same way, Tony, because they're not scoring 40 and 50 a game, but they're winning. Right now they're 7-4. They got a bye week. And the schedule gets really easy. They're going to wind up with 12 or 13 wins, and we're going to say, why did we ever – not trust the Kansas City Chiefs because they'll be probably mm-hmm. the one or two seed in the AFC, and you will have in the back of your mind thoughts of what they were early in the season, but you know Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are capable of going on a run. You just want to make sure and know that that defense that we're seeing now, you can count on come January. So let me get to that, and you mentioned a good phrase, on a run. If there is any team right now that's on a run, it's New England. New England has won five in a row. New England's next four games are Tennessee, Buffalo twice, and Indianapolis. How much do you believe, and I know Bill Belichick is the best coach, but how much do you believe in the, in the men he's putting out on the field to stay on this level? I believe in it. I don't think they're going to win all those games. I think they're 2-2, two 3-1 two, at best. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, then they're right where they need to be. It's kind of like when you and Will Bond put on PTI. Like, the topics may change, but the formula is still the same. It's friendship, it's chemistry, Mm -hmm. it's camaraderie, Mm -hmm. it's we respect each other, but we're going to give our opinions. That's the formula. Like, the formula hadn't changed regardless of the topic, regardless of the year. I think they have a formula, Tony, that's really consistent. We're going to develop this young quarterback. We're going to play really, really good defense. We're not going to beat ourselves. And in football, Tony, I say this all the time, and people laugh, more games in the NFL are lost than they are won. So if you just won't beat yourself, then your percentages of winning go up astronomically. And I think the Patriots are going to show you that over the next four weeks. 
So this is it's interesting. I mean, because you get to a point in the season where you probably talk about this a lot. Starting about four or five games in, everybody talks about who's the MVP. Is Lamar Jackson the MVP? Is Kyler Murray the MVP? Is Tom Brady the MVP? Is you know last year Russell Wilson five and zero was the MVP then? And and then everything changes. I looked around this past weekend and I said to myself, you know what? Aaron Rodgers still the MVP. He's I know they got beat at the end. I know Cousins did what he was supposed to do at the end with, I thought, a gift call on an interception, but that's just me. But to me, Aaron Rodgers, for all of the controversy about immunization, Aaron Rodgers strikes me as still the MVP. How about you? I'm going to disagree. Aaron Rodgers is the most important, impactful player in the league, but he's not having the MVP season this year. Meaning if you take any player off their respective teams, I think Aaron Rodgers has more of an impact than any other player. But I think the MVP right now has got to be Jonathan Taylor. If you just look at what he's done for Indianapolis and and how physical he's been and how he's changed the fortune, because what he's done, Tony, is taking the focus off of Carson Wentz. Think about a month ago, we were talking about Carson Wentz spinning around like a top ring in INT. We're no longer mentioning Carson Wentz because of how good Jonathan Taylor has been. And that allows Carson Wentz, dare I say, to be a quarterback that's being paid like a franchise quarterback, but he's taking a secondary role. And that's where Carson Wentz needs to be. They are playing outstanding. Jonathan Taylor currently is the MVP. If he continues to go on this run, Tony, and gets to 2,000 yards, he'll be the MVP of football. All right. Uh, yeah, I yield to that. That's, yeah, because, I mean, I can make the case for two years in a row with Derrick Henry. I'll get you out of here on this. Because we don't know what's going on, because teams lose, win, lose, one step forward, two steps back, it happens all the time. Could we see, in your mind, now that we have 17 games, could we see playoff teams at 9 and 8? Or do you think by December and onward, it sorts itself out like it usually does, cream rises, and the playoff teams will be no worse than, I don't know, 11 and 6 or 10 and 7? I think it's going to be a mixture of both, Tony. I think we're going to get a 9-8 and eight team in both conferences. Uh, wow. I think both conferences, especially on the <clears throat> NFC side, are going to be really top-heavy. I think you're going to wind up for sure getting a 9-8 and eight team in the NFC and probably in the AFC also, just because when you add that seventh spot, that team is probably going to be second, maybe even third in one of the, one of the divisions, and that's going to put that team at 9-8. So to answer your question, it's going to be a mixture of both, but – I think the bigger issue or the bigger key is there's only one buy, and there's one team that's going to get the rest up. There's one team that's going to get to get everything uh, lined up and get all their ducks in a row, and I think that team, more than any other year, is going to have a huge advantage, and I don't think anyone's talking about that. The buy this year will be a bigger impact than any other season because there's only one, so it's only going to affect one team. Well, we'll look for that. I mean, that's months away, but that, no, I hadn't thought about that at all. Now, if you're here, again, I'm getting you out of here now, but if you're here Sunday and the weather's good, if, 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 we're playing golf, okay? No question, Tony. I will definitely let you know, and I appreciate the invite, and I am going to get two strokes aside, regardless of what you say, and I look forward to that. <laughs> Tremendous. Booger McFarland, boys and girls, we will take a break. When we come back, I think, is it Carville and Ma when we come back? Yes, and Carville has responded this morning, so he should be there for us. Brains beat out last week. I'm Tony Kornheiser. (laughs) You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a Simply Safe ad. If you've ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there's no better time than now. This week, Simply Safe is giving our listeners early access to all their Black Friday deals, 50% off their award winning home security. Simply Safe has everything you need to make your home safe, indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. If you get 50% off this, if you're looking for a security system, you can get 50% off this. Why wouldn't you do that? Simply Safe was named best home security system of 2021 by US News and World Report, and you can customize a system for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. Take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com/tony. Again, that's Simply Safe, S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Tony for 50% off your entire system. Use the code, people. 
You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a band called Transitory Symphony. This is sent to us by Jim Heltz. He says, I think it's great you give an opportunity for local bands to be heard by a national audience. I wanted to let you know my band, Transitory Symphony, has released Junior High, a new single and a music video. The single features Tom Haney on synth violin, me on acoustic guitar, and my daughter Jackie on vocals. In writing Junior High, this is the paragraph I like. I wanted to follow the emotional path of Big Stars 13, the Beach Boys Caroline No, and the Left Bank's Walk Away Renee. I wanted to really capture in the song Junior High that period in your life when you're in that limbo between childhood and adulthood. I knew Jackie had the emotion in her voice that could beautifully express the highs and lows of a teenager's existence in junior high. We are sentenced to junior high. Our only goal was to survive. Every hallway a battleground. The classroom bell starts another round. You were so good for me. Now I'm back in the misery of my life in junior high. Really like this. Really like this. Isn't it nice? Very happy about this. Transitory Symphony. They play in James Carville, who had a bad week. Had a bad week on college games. Double play and everything. Two and six. 25 and 32. But we have faith in you. And in T Boy, <laughs> we're glad you're back. Well, <laughs> you know, when you have these humbling, anybody sitting around sports camera as long as we have, <laughs> those you can have yeah. some pretty humbling weekends, and that's what we had. So let's far away. We'll take three picks this week. Go ahead. Uh, is, is Michigan minus eight? Yes, it's minus eight. Are you going to take Michigan? I, I am. Now you, you're going to bet against Ohio State. You did that uh, last Ohio week. Ohio State is. is Awfully good. Eight points in a game like that is a lot of points. I, I you took I 19 and a half last week with Michigan State and lost by I, 100. I lost. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hound for punishment. What can I tell you? But eight okay. points is a lot in Michigan. Okay. Michigan uh, State know, beat Michigan. Okay. And Auburn's getting 19 and a half at home against Alabama. Yes, that's what we see here. I'm going to take Auburn. You're going to take – I, look, I think that Alabama is vulnerable, but doesn't Auburn have like a seven-foot-tall quarterback? Hasn't <laughs> Auburn just dissolved this year, haven't they? they, they well, they, they, they lost. They, they had a couple impressive wins, and Alabama's not that good. 19 that's a lot of points. They're not. They're not. Al- Alabama – yeah, they're not what they were. They're not what they were. Okay, what else? You know, if it's, uh, Ohio State might be the best team in the country. And I'm here yeah, I'm, I'm definitely but I'm getting eight points. Okay. And I, I, I tell you who I really like. I really like the Saints Thursday night getting four at home. That, that Sean Payton is not going to lose four games in a row. Uh, that that I firmly believe. And they're at home. You know, it's a short week. They just gave Tyson Hill a ninety-five million dollar contract, and they played. They stuck up the house Sunday, and Sean just too good a coach to allow that to continue. So that's my three You're not worried. You're not worried about another bounce back game from Buffalo indoors. You're not worried about that. I'm worried. In Buffalo, okay. I'm worried about a lot of things. But I, but <laughs> I, I, I just, I've been following the same football forever. And Sean Payton is one of the three best coaches in the league, and he just knocked all those four in a row. I'm confident of that. Okay, so you've got Michigan, Auburn, and New Orleans. Yes, that's it. That's it. Okay. All we'll right. Have a good, good luck. Weekend. Good have a good holiday. Right. We'll talk to you next week. James Carville. Again, he said Michigan's eight points is a lot. He had 19 and a half last week <laughs> against Ohio State. Yeah. In, in the same place, you know, 19 and a half and lost by 300. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> All right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll wait and see. Yeah. I love James. Yeah. But I think T-Boy's going to stay in that swamp forever. <laughs> I think T-Boy's comfortable in the swamp, whether the – you know, he can get to the dock or the doctor. I think wherever he is, he's uh, he's yeah. happy. So James was two and six last week, losing his double play. Even BC, that's a tough one. Losing outright. Yeah, the double that. the double plays have not treated he's him well this year. Twenty five and thirty two overall. That's minus seven. He's still ahead of Chuck Todd, who's minus eight. Right. So it goes he's Jeff, behind the monkey. Jeff Ma is number one. Do we have Jeff Ma? I believe we're efforting him as we speak. No, he's Jeff there, Ma. Jeff. I'm here. Jeff oh. Jeff Ma is killing it. Yes, he is. Jeff Ma lost last night. Or would have gone five and zero last week. 
Jeff Ma, four and one, per- 34 and 21. Yeah, that's pretty good. So when he says bet the process, and you want to say, oh, what's the process? Well, maybe you should shut up <laughs> and listen to Jeff Ma at 34 and 21. You're back from Hawaii. You weren't arrested there, right? That's what I asked. We, we were held under house arrest in Hawaii. Or was that just a vacation? You okay? Uh, it was a, it was a conference actually, and um, as part of the conference, I got to play Plantation Course, which is uh, a pretty nice golf course out there. So it was uh, it, it was a good time, and you know I'm good. I'm in the tech world in addition to the betting world, and we had a, a pretty good um, conference out there with some of the best tech entrepreneurs in the world. Good, good. You got games for us? Do they bet? Do your pals bet in the tech world, or do they not bet? No, no. There's not a lot of crossover between the two worlds that I live in, and oh. it's interesting because right now with sports betting becoming legal in the U.S., um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of interest in sort of investing in that world, and um, there's not a ton of innovation, unfortunately, because of all the regulations right now that are happening, and a lot of the incumbent businesses that are out there that have a lot of money. Um, aren't incentivized to to um, to innovate. They're really just trying to open up in new states as states open up. But um, it would be nice to see some tech people really get into the sports betting world because I think it'd be fun to see some innovation in this space. Um, right now, the fact that you know there's competing against animals and things like that is not really what, what <laughs> I want. I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to. What I guess is animals and political pundits, right? That's who I'm competing against. That's pretty much it. And if you didn't beat them, we would think that something was wrong with you. I just can't wait to call up the Kara Swisher hotline and find out who she's betting this week. That would make me happy. What are your games? What do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta minus the one. Uh, Obviously, Atlanta's coming off the slacking that they took by New England. But, again, a little extra... um, rest here um jacksonville you know it's just not not a good team um and i think needing only atlanta to win here i i like the falcons here i think they'll, they'll play obviously much better than they did against the patriots and will win this game okay i'm gonna take let's see here uh miami plus the two um i think miami uh they're a team that I think I'll be looking to bet on down the stretch. I think, again, they're a much better team than their record would indicate. I'm, I'm not sure how Carolina um, is should be the favorite here. It doesn't make sense to me. I think, um, you know, the, the Cam thing is not something that I'm a, a buyer in right now. I, as a Patriots fan, I watched him play last year and watched the sort of inaccuracy, which is kind of the most pass. important thing for an NFL quarterback. It's accuracy can't more pass. than anything. He can't pass more than 10 inac- yards down the field with any accuracy. You're right. He can't pass. He can't pass. And you yeah. won on Miami last week, so you, you're going back to Miami. Okay, that's good. What I, else? I am. I'm going to take the Chargers minus the 2.5 against Denver. Um, Chargers were, what, a block punt away from winning that game probably by 20-some points, and then it ended up turning into a big mess. Um, but uh, again, the talent on that team—it's um, it's just much more than this Denver team. This Denver team has played admirably, but trading away Von Miller and just generally—you know—I I, I think they're going to end up looking like a rebuilding team by the end of the year. Um, so I like the Chargers here minus the two and a half. Okay. And then I'm going to take San Francisco minus the three. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, since he's been back, has really been a difference maker. Obviously, it, you know it's only a couple of games, but you know some of the stats show his accuracy being among the top quarterbacks now. And and you know the the play calling of Shanahan and the the way that he uses guys like Samuel and whatnot. I I think their defense is obviously playing much better. I think it was, it was people were pretty disappointed with how they were playing up until now, but like, like that at home, minus the three against the Vikings. Minnesota then, had a very big win. That was a big win for Minnesota over Green Bay. That was a big win. So you don't yeah, think you like that momentum that? carries? So. I, yeah, that's a good line. Good line. Good line. Okay. What else? Uh, no, I mean, again, this is one of those that, depending on what narrative you want to go with, that big win either means they have momentum or that big win means that they're due for a letdown, right? So 
Right. At the end right. of the day, I, right. I, neither narrative matters to me. I mean, what what matters to me is that I think that San Francisco is a, a better team than Minnesota. They're at home, and um, you know, I think that as a three point favorite, that the that San Francisco wins that game by more than three points. It's just what the numbers say. Okay. So. For me, I okay. try to avoid those narratives and try to bet into what I think are the numbers. Yeah, and the, the last game I'll take is the Rams plus the one um, against uh, Green Bay. Uh, again, this is just a situation where, you know, hopefully the Rams have gotten everything figured out after um, a couple of really bad games. And a lot of the question, is, I think, is about Stafford's health. Um, there's some talk that, like, maybe he isn't healthy and hopefully – um, with some rest, he's been able to get healthy. Um, I think Green Bay is a good team, obviously, but I still think the Rams are, you know, a better team, probably one of the best teams in the NFC. I mean, uh, this is a game where I think the Rams will win on the road against Green Bay. Okie dokie. Well, you had a really good week last week, 4-1, and one, and as I say, 34-21 and 21 overall. So, I mean, you're not just beating monkeys and pundits. You're crushing them. I want you to feel good about that. I do feel good about that. Hopefully, maybe this will allow me to get on um, one of their one of their shows. Does the monkey have a show, or do I have to go the monkey, on, on the monkey's cable access? Yes, it's not even. It's not even like general cable like PTI. Yeah. It's cable access. It's not as good. But Chuck Todd's got shows, and Carville, God knows, can get on anything he wants. Anything he wants. Thank you, Jeff. It's bet the process Thanks, with Jeff and Rufus, and he's done very very well so far this year. For which. I am overjoyed. We will take a break. Uh, we will come back with Chuck Todd himself. Chuck Todd himself to pick games. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. And this is the Policy Genius ad. What's easier than opening a can of cranberry sauce? Getting free life insurance quotes with Policy Genius. I don't like cranberry sauce in a can. Not a fan. I've never liked it. I love like it in cranberries. A can. I don't like it in a can. If you're looking Great for something to, to do while a family, you like it on a sandwich? Well, maybe with those leftovers I gave you? No, yeah. no. You, they, you get, no, those are pure. Those leftovers are great. No, I'm not putting, not diluting them with cranberry sauce. If you're looking for something to do while the family's running a turkey trot, you can be just as productive by comparing quotes from top life insurers with Policy Genius. If someone relies on your financial support, whether it's a child, an aging parent, or even a business partner, you need life insurance. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why? Why do you compare? Because you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies. So you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week, thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical requirement for a simple phone call. Getting started is easy. First, head to PolicyGenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The prophets of old, Elijah, Isaiah, would prophesize rain or if the cows would be fed. The modern prophet prophesizes the Packers on the road against the spread. Solomon would prophesize if the granaries are full, then go to the Pharaoh, he will anoint. The modern prophet says if the Cowboys go to Cleveland and Dak didn't practice, take the points. Ezekiel would prophesize a good crop of barley. Jeff Ma says, consider this parley. Brady in Chicago, the return of Cam. And the Niners, a home dog against the Rams. We worship, we adore, Jason Lockenfora. You take the she-goat and a good-looking calf. I'll take my homes at home and two and a half. Take That's your bird <laughs> and the parting of the Red Sea. I'll take Regin on the monkey. 
He's brilliant. <laughs> now, seriously, Dan Byrne is brilliant. He just turns these out. Yes. They're brilliant. Yes. Prophecies of old. It's absolutely brilliant. Plays in Chuck Todd. Before we get to Chuck Todd, I want to read this that came in the mail today from John and Herndon. I just wanted to check to see if you have a code for Policy Genius Insurance for betting with Chuck Todd. I'll hang up and listen. You followed a five and two with a two and five. You're 34, 42 that, and one. This even, is the third time I've done that this season, by the way. I think I've done yeah. three, five twos, and then two and fives, or vice versa. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a real. Uh, but, you know, I, I will just throw myself on the mercy of this NFL season. Half the league is a Super Bowl contender. So, yes. you know, and, and road teams keep winning it. It'll, it anyway, um, yeah. I feel like I, I know which way these games might go, but I just missed the points. I think it's hard enough to pick the games without the points this year. Yeah. So yes. many teams are losing. It's inexplicable that, that what happened on Sunday with Tennessee. I mean, this can't happen. You can't, just can't happen. Houston is a terrible team. They cannot beat Tennessee, which had learned how to win without Derrick Henry. So that tells you everything you need to know. And yet we press on and ask you to pick games. And we'll start with the Thanksgiving Day game. Chicago, a very disappointing team, and I do not know the status of Justin Fields, is at Detroit. Detroit's terrible. Detroit loses no matter what. That would be the, So this would be the game that Detroit would finally win. If you like Chicago on the road, uh, you give three and a half. If you were to rank this game an all-time worst Thanksgiving matchups, <laughs> it has to be, right? Very close to the to top. Be, Very close to the top. It has to be yeah. a huge contender. Um, Terrible. You've got to go. It's Tim Boyle or Andy Dalton, right? I mean, this is, this is like finding out you're not going to have turkey with your Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> I, 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 look, I'm going with the... Give me the home dog against Andy Dalton. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. Why not? And here's the other thing. Um, don't you think Nagy gets fired this week? And and, and I think they and would maybe, have done it already. May, or maybe because it's a longer week. It's a 10-day week for week, them. You have maybe. The 10 days, and especially if you yeah. lose, right? You lose, yeah. like, definitely to the Lions. Tim Boyle. Right, and he beats you. Wilbon would be so excited. Wilbon hates him That'd so much. That would be a much. Thanksgiving miracle. That'd be the Thanksgiving yeah. miracle he's been looking for. Yeah. <laughs> for Wilbon. Uh, yeah. For Wilbon. Give me the line. Okay, and Detroit. The, uh, You'll take Tigers. Detroit. Yeah. Paper line. That would be their first win. That would be their first win of the year, and that would guarantee that they no, won't go zero sixteen and one. They are getting. Oh points. yeah. Okay, that's right. You don't have to win. Yeah. You don't have to win. You just. No. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, the half, next game right? also. Three and a half. That's right. It's a field goal. It's more than a field goal. The next one is Las Vegas on the road at Dallas. Dallas playing without Amari Cooper. Dallas didn't look like much at all. Uh, They got nine points against Kansas City. But Las Vegas is on the verge of implosion. They've lost two or three in a row. They lost their coach. They lost two players to terrible circumstances. They are the kind of team that could lose out. Honestly, they could go lose out. Uh, they get seven at Dallas, Chuck. And Dallas has to win this game now. Yes, they like do. This suddenly, you lose this, all of a sudden you go from thinking you're playing around with a one seed to wondering if you can hold the Eagles off and win the division um, if you blow this game. That's a lot of points, but I, I'm, I'm with you. I can't bet on that Raiders. You, you, it, look, they, they, were tad, they were a tad more competitive for at least a half than I thought they would be, but... Um, Give me. Uh, I'm with you there. I'm not. I'm not going to let let you talk me out of that. Okay. Or let you let not let you talk me uh, into that. Um, give me Dallas. Next one is an attractive game on paper. Buffalo is at New Orleans. New Orleans has lost a bunch of games in a row. They have one of Wilbon's boys, Trevor Simeon, a Northwestern kid, at quarterback. Um, Buffalo is a severe disappointment. When Buffalo lost to Jacksonville, they had a great bounce back game. Then they lost again the other day to Indianapolis and showed nothing. And leave me uh, to the conclusion that if Josh Allen isn't really good, they don't have a second option. That's all they have is Josh Allen. It's an indoor game. Buffalo is a road favorite four and a half. The uh, Kamara is still out, it looks like. To my knowledge. Don't know. It's sort of like Kyler Murray. You never know. You just never know. Yeah, I know. I know. 
I, I, I think we've learned that Kamara's everything with this New Orleans team. Yes, when they is. don't have him, forget it. Um, and, and so I, I think, and speaking of you have to win, Buffalo is getting close to Yagatsta um, right now all of a sudden. Same thing with that, that's in Dallas. Uh, I'll go with Buffalo in the, in the bit of that they – I think the indoor will help Josh Allen. Uh, he likes to run a little bit. I think that could help him. He he, he oddly could do better that way than having that. I'm going to just I'm going to mention team. one thing. You may want to consider this. Uh, the week after this game, the week after this game, Buffalo, New England, in Buffalo. That will be days. yeah. So I'm okay. I'm just asking if if you want to factor that in to your pick. Uh, if you well, I, the, nope. what I'm really factoring in is Kamara. I'm not. Okay. I'm betting that he is not going to play Thursday. I think on a short week, it, it 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 is on a short week, and it's not in conference. If he's not 100, percent I bet you they don't have him play. There so are really I'm good games. There's four really good games. That was the first of them. Here's the second one: Tampa Bay two and a half point favorite at Indianapolis. Indianapolis started out 0 and two. They are six and three since then, and they have some impressive victories. Carson Wentz looks like he knows what he's doing, and the running back is he's this year's Derrick Henry. He's this year's Derrick Henry. Tampa Bay coming out of a Monday night game at home. They beat the Giants 30-10, to 10, but the Giants stink. Tampa Bay is a road fit. I'm a little, I don't know, two and a half. I'm a little surprised that Tampa Bay is a road favorite in this game by two and a half. Who you got? That seems like a little high. I bet you that number goes down a little bit. Um, yeah, we'll give you the number uh, <clears throat> depending on what happens. Yeah, it is. I, I'm struggle. I want to take Indianapolis here, and then I'm reminding myself that I would be taking Carson Wentz over Tom Brady. That's right, and I, <laughs> that's what you're I, doing. It's just like I can't bring myself to do that, and so, uh, and I and I think. You know, the Colts have been on a roll. Um, you know, I, I think that you, you have to almost – I'm going to make an assumption that uh, this line would have been a little bit bigger and that there's a little bit of a discount here. But I do think you're right. I think people are going to jump on this Colts bandwagon because of Taylor. Mm-hmm. But this being mm-hmm. indoors, I think Brady on the road indoors uh, in, in, in late November, early December is pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa. Okay. Okay. Tennessee, which lost. Tennessee has the two worst losses of the NFL season. Tennessee has lost to the Jets and to Houston. Tennessee is getting five and a half at New England. I am surprised by that, even with those losses, because there are other games. They've been really good. New England has won five in a row, and New England is home, and Bill Belichick can figure out a way to take advantage of the fact that Derrick Henry is no longer playing for the Tennessee Titans. Um, if you like New England, you're giving five and a half. I really like Vabrell here, uh, Mike Vabrell. He always uh-huh. plays Belichick. On a bounce tough. back? Yeah, on mm-hmm. a bounce Played back. For him. He get, he'll have this team ready. He knows. He, uh, he If you look at his record against Belichick, I believe the last Tom Brady game in a New England Patriots uniform um, was, Curtis, was, was against Tennessee, and it was a loss. Um, I'm, I, I, that's too many points. This this spread should be three, three and a half. I don't get this one. Much harder, that's much, much harder to Too decision. much. Um, I think five yeah. and a half makes it easy. Give me a Tennessee. Okay. The Los Angeles Rams are at Green Bay. This is a big-time game. It's mm-hmm. a pick'em game now. It's dropped to pick'em, and it is a big-time game for both of those teams. Um, if it was two weeks later in the season, I would say it was critical. I won't go critical here, but I will say big-time. Mm. Rams at Green Bay. All you got to do is pick the winner. Green Bay, cold weather, against a team from California and a quarterback that always played indoors. Uh, give me the Packers. Really good okay. about this game. The, the Rams can't run the ball very well. That's the Packers' vulnerability. And if you can't do that's what Minnesota did. They couldn't stop Dalvin Cook, and they were coming back. But if you can let the Packers just focus on stopping the pass, that defense gets very good, as it did against Kansas City. So I actually think the Packers are, are it's a good matchup for them. 
I watch people say that the Rams should run the ball more. The Rams <laughs> lost their top three running backs in training right. camp for the season. Yeah. For the season. Reginald. What I are you talking Reginald, about? Reginald's on the practice squad right now. I just, they've been testing him out. I mean, I watch true. And I want to call in to the shows and say, what are, are you people crazy? Are you people hey, crazy? Do you not remember what happened? So, anyway, Tony from Chevy Monday night. Yeah. Tony from Pritchard. <laughs> yeah. 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 First time, long time. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Monday night. The Washington football team is hosting a Monday night game. The Washington football team has a folk hero at quarterback. He <laughs> does. Tyler Henneke is a folk hero at this point. Seattle. Three is, articles today in, in the Washington Post. There's a right? lot. I mean, you look at. Yeah. I'm going to lean you towards on. Washington. Well, either way, yeah, Washington wins because <clears throat> Seattle's a Washington team. Seattle is three and seven. <coughs> Excuse me. They're three and seven. It's the first time they're four games under 500 since 2011. Russell Wilson has come back from injury and he stinks. He has produced 13 points in two games and no touchdowns. Uh, this one, even if you say it's a last chance gasp yeah. for the Seahawks, me, I would take the football team. I would take the football team. What about you? It's a pick em. Meanwhile, think about all of those great games you just outlined that we're going to have on Sunday. And then you've, you've had all this, and then Monday night comes. And, you the, yeah. and, Two and the country is going to look yeah. up and go, what the? Really? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. The, the, you're w, right. the, 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 you know, the WTF is playing tonight? I mean, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, I, look, I'm with you. That, that Pete Carroll, what, what, I mean, can't, he had a breakdown or a meltdown over there. Walked out of the press conference. Went crazy. Yeah. Speaking of no running backs, that's Seattle's problem. And I say that the nothing. University of Miami guy, their top two running backs are guys that were drafted on third third days of the draft in a free uh, unrestricted free agent. That's all they got left up there too. They can't run the ball. Um, I know. I, Washington feels like a uh, a team that has a lot of confidence in itself. And hey, now that Chase Young's hurt, the defense is playing well. Isn't that odd? Gus. Isn't that That's odd? Disgusting. But he's selling yeah. a lot of Mercedes. He's like, he, they're running that commercial every five seconds. So that's good for I'd him. Buy, you know, I'd buy a Mercedes from him, I guess. He looks like a pretty, pretty decent spokesperson. So he, he's, not in the, he's not in the showroom. And you don't have to worry about that. It's just an ad. <laughs> I doubt if you go there to Arlington. Well, maybe. You know, See if he's there. He, well, right now, he's, not, he's, not, he's hurt, right? So you know, maybe he could That's right. He could, a he could need a second yeah. job. could need a yeah. second job. All right, thank you. Good luck. We'll talk next week. Thank you, Chuck. You got it. Enjoy the holiday. Eat up. You too. All right. And if we gave you Chuck Todd, that would be enough because, again, Chuck Todd hosts Meet the Press, <laughs> most important political television show we've got. But we don't give you just Chuck Todd. We give you a monkey and we ask you to sing along. See the monkey, he's scritch, scritch, scratching, <laughs> watching his iPad, smoking and laughing, hanging with Bud Grant, tap, tap, tapping on his purple attache. Nigel's sing going along, to the kids. zoo, zoo, zoo. zoo. Reginald's got the Vikes by two. Sometimes he throws his poo, poo, poo. When he's had too much Johnny Walker. Walker boo. Reginald had a great week. Reginald was undefeated. Reginald was 3-0, and and he's now 17-16. and So if you bet with a monkey, you're making money. You're making money. You bet with a monkey. It's been a big turnaround for Reginald. Yes. Did not get off to the greatest start, so he is feeling it. Uh, went down there. Um, as it generally happens this time of year, there was a big Thanksgiving party. Um, you know, there's lots of people there. You've been excited to see. Paul Simon was there. Oh, great. In the turkey costume. Yeah. You great. know, from the Saturday Night Live days. Uh, let's see who else was there. Finnis Dembo was there. Remember him? Yes, I do. Yes, from Wyoming, I believe, right? Wyoming Cowboys. And Anna Kendrick, who looked around panicking, but then saw that you weren't there. And she so she calmed, yeah, she calmed down. She's good. She ran away around. from me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, we, Tiny little thing. Yes, yeah, she is. She's about 5'1". Yeah, and can sing. I mean, she's got great pipes, yeah. Anyways, uh, the, the first match we gave him was Chicago Bears at Detroit. Now, this was interesting. Reginald showed me a, a photograph of him having a Thanksgiving dinner with Wayne Fonts, Bill Lambert, and Mickey Lolich, which would lead you to believe, well, he's got ties sure. to Detroit. Sure. Then he shows me the next photo, and apparently in that one, Lambert gave him an elbow, and they started a fight, and it was a big brawl. Wayne Fonts was, you know, throwing hammers, hammers oh, at him. So, so he, he's, he's taking Chicago. He's going to take Chicago. Bad blood between him and the city of Detroit. Okay. Uh, the next match we gave him was New England at 
home giving five and a half to Tennessee. And this is an interesting uh, little video he showed me of him deep frying turkeys with Louis Tiant, Tony Eason, and Greg Kite, all from New England teams. Uh, but what they were doing with it, the, they were throwing frozen turkeys into the vat of frozen oil and launching them Damn. out. And unfortunately, they burned down a few houses while they're doing it. But, but they all seem like they're having fun. So we think that means he likes the Patriots. This is such an interesting game. This is oh, the sure. test game for New England. <clears throat> yes. This is, and, and it's two in a row because after that, they're at Buffalo. Yes. They got to win these games to prove to themselves and everybody else that they are a real team. And I, uh, Tennessee... And you said they're they, in a bounce back. This is going to be a good game. Yes, gonna that, good that's going to be a fun, fun one to watch. Uh, and the last one we gave him, of course, was the Washington football team at home in a pick 'em game against Seattle. Uh, and speaking of picking, this is a nice photograph of Reginald picking apples with Xavier McDaniel, Steve Largent, and Cortez Kennedy. That tells me he's got ties to the Seattle area. He will take that Washington team. I understand if you think that Seattle bounces back, that, that Seattle can't be 3-7, and seven. And can't lose to an NFC East team. They always the beat WFT. You know, I understand that. But they look I, bad. I would, I would go with Washington on this one. Yeah, I, I would. I was surprised. I, I thought the monkey was going to side with the Washington football team. I would. Okay. All right. Uh, email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the X Chair Read. From the first moment I sat in my ex chair, my body immediately said, ah, so this is what a real office chair is supposed to feel like. Now, that's the copy they write. My body didn't say ah. <laughs> but I'm sitting in the ex chair, and I'm very happy sitting in the ex chair. And I sit in it every day when I do the show. Can your current office chair give you a massage while you're working? Ex chair can. Can your current office chair heat up or cool down? Ex chair can. It's all in the LMX massage and temperature regulation, exclusively designed and made for X chair. And once you feel the customized support of X chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar, or as they like to say, the DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair again. High performance, quality engineering, extreme comfort. That's why you'll love your X chair. Try X chair for yourself risk free for 30 days. Once you realize how much better your chair should be, you will never go back. That sounds like an Eddie Murphy line in trading places. Go to xchairtony.com now. That's the letter X, the word chair, T O N Y. Dot com or call one eight four 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 X Chair for hundred dollars off your order, hundred bucks off, kids. X Chair has a thirty day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as thirty dollars a month. XChairTony.com. Use the code, people. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. comes Tony's mailbag, got your email faxes and your notes. Here comes Tony's mailbag, gonna read some for all you folks. Thank you, Gary. You want to do the Bethesda bagel ad? We miss Gary. Yeah, we do miss Gary. Yes. Uh, we got the bagel sandwiches. We didn't miss those. We love those. You can get them, too. All you got to do is go to Bethesda Bagels. I ate them over two to three days. Yeah, this is, it's, a, it's a process for you. Don't share that. Yep. <laughs> It makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, all you got to do is go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. areas nearest you. Pop on in. Check the hours. Make sure you stop in. Maybe not at 5 p.m. because they won't be open, but pop on in and you'll be thrilled. Dad, do you want to break down your uh, turkey sandwich construction from last night? It was really good. I, Michael had brought over some turkey that he made, mm -hmm. and I had bought some new Martin's potato rolls. And then I made the turkey with the gravy that Michael had made, a roux gravy. But you questioned the viscosity of said gravy. I did, but when I put it in the little saucepan, yeah. and it was great. It was really great. That sounds <laughs> the Base layer of stuffing on there? I, I did not do that. I don't, I don't like stuffing. I don't like things touching other things. I ate stuffing on the side. <coughs> Dressing. I had asparagus. I ate them on the side. In fact, I ate them on another plate. As I didn't want them touching the turkey. Now, do you just eat the I'm cran getting crazier. Do you eat the cranberry sauce straight out of the can with a spoon? cranberry sauce. No, I don't like cranberry Comes sauce. Comes out with a hoof. Don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> Let me just say this. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in. It's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Arlo Guthrie's one and only hit. Yes. Thanks to our guests today. Chuck Todd, Booger McFarlane, James Carville, Jeff Ma, host of the podcast about the process thanks as well to today's sponsor simply safe x chair policy genius 
Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. I'm going to drink some water because I it's dry in the house. It is a little dry. It's been a long show for you. A lot of talking. Yeah, well, you know, that's what they pay me to do. Well, actually, that's what they pay you and your sister for me to do. Um, so I got this from Larry Zebrak. Larry Zebrak uh, was a great high school athlete at Valley Stream North when I was at Hewlett High School. He's about a couple of years younger than I am, lives in the Washington, D.C. area, and he writes, Grandpa, as you know, I played against Gooch and Lobel a number of times. Both great high school ball players and nice guys. Never beat Hewlett, split with South. Happy Thanksgiving. I wonder if DG's got an answer to that for us. <laughs> I'm sure he does. From Brian Kissel. Regards. Of Ellicott City, Maryland. Dear Dr. Sack, so the mauling of America? Has everybody sounding the same and regional accents are done? Well, please let me submit the following concept for a new podcast. The Carville and T-Boy Show. It's unfiltered. It's unprecedented. It's unintelligible. From Graham Ramsey in Halifax, Virginia. Not Halifax, Nova Scotia. Halifax, Virginia. Last week, I was quite, quite amazed to hear your pronouncement that regional accents have disappeared. That's Rich coming from a fellow who says Donkey, Odyssey, and Raleigh. Okay. Uh, from Sully in Boston, Never Revere. Well, Dr. Hoffwaff, we're about three years out from the 20-year anniversary. Listen up. Is Pablo putting together a documentary and podcast for that, too? I hope. I hope. Yeah, Storm's coming. From Clay Harrelson in New Orleans. Best line ever. <laughs> Thanks for the shout-out to the late, great Warren Zevon. This was a couple of weeks ago. The woman I'm related to by marriage and I went to see him in the mid-'70s at Rosie's in New Orleans. And A, it was the best show I've ever seen, unlike yours, which stinks. And B, convinced me she was the one, as she loved it as much as I. Side note, you've been a constant for me through the pandemic, and thank you. From Craig in Richmond. My wife just purchased a Subaru, and you know what it made me realize? I do love my kids more than you. Although, given the pony story, that's not a high bar. Please read my name on the air, because that's what a Subaru owner would want. The feet want. are still dragging. From Blaine Taylor in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, it's because we missed a few um, reads yesterday, so we're going to get to the ones we had yesterday that we missed. Yes. Emailing to inform you that the Binghamton women's ultimate Frisbee team beat Yale this past weekend at the Metro East Regionals to qualify for the D1 National Championship Tournament. I have no connection to the team. I just follow the sport. Didn't know if this obscure sports news had come across your desk yet. It had not. But I figured you'd want to know any sort of Binghamton news. P.S. They stomped Stony Brook to make it to the regional finals. Hate Stony Brook. Now you can say that not only is Binghamton the best public school in New York State, but has the best ultimate women's ultimate Frisbee team in the greater New York, New Jersey area. And I will say that. From Elliot Olshansky in Comac. Long Island. When I shared the compositions of my good friend and Dartmouth classmate Oliver Kaplan a couple of weeks ago, you said that mentioning her alma mater was not a subtle brag. Well, how's this for not a subtle brag? Dartmouth 69, Georgetown 60, Edith Saliza. From Chris in Ottawa, in uh, Ontario, Canada. Driving home from work, I got stuck behind a Subaru with a license plate Dadster, which I assume is a failed attempt at a play on the word hipster. I don't even know this guy and I hate him. Thanks to all on the show for keeping me company to and from work on the way. What are you looking at me for? I think we read that one before. Did we read that? Yeah. I thought it was cut out because the, the Comrex went down. Oh, okay. We read four of them before, but they were all cut out. Be right, but Sean, counting? because the Comrex went down yesterday? Yes? Yes. That is okay. correct. Now try okay. and keep up with the show. <laughs> from Bob Boxwell in Lusby, Maryland. I do the post-crossword daily. Don't throw out the reads. The clue for number 10 yeah. down in Friday's puzzle were four letters Toy since ancient times. Gotta be sand. From Kevin Newman in Chicago. I had a real David Aldridge moment. On Wednesday's episode, Will Green wrote in saying he had no idea who Kevin Newman from Chicago was. Well, I said out loud to nobody in particular, that's me. It finally happened. I have a fractured nursery rhyme from Shad. Hey, little, little, Chessie's noncommittal, but Tony enjoys a full moon. On the pod, they asked, did you eat last night over the sink with a spoon? That's not bad. From Joey. It's just Joey. And he says, I thought for sure Tony was going to say the trailer reappeared on his street during the lunar eclipse and somehow blame the moon. The moon was great. Yeah. From Joe Rizzo in Oak Hill, Virginia. Which is worse, dating a singer-songwriter or following Chuck Todd and taking Atlanta with points versus New England? <laughs> from Kurt in Warland, Wyoming. I just moved from Berlin to Warland, Wyoming. I saw the first tumbleweed in my life. I pointed it out and I said, tumbleweed. Is that a David Aldrich mo moment? I saw tumbleweed. Screw it. This show stinks anyway. <laughs> this is such a weird email. 
from Corey Ernst. Yes, that Corey Ernst from Livonia, Michigan, pronounced Livonia. I usually get my produce at Joe's Produce. It's fresher. The rest of the items are either from Kroger's or Bush's. If I need items in bulk, I'll make a Costco run left, right, left to Joe's, then right, left, right, left to Bush's. When did we start doing this? From Jason Enjoy Blazer. Enjoy the free samples. Jason Blazer in either Lake Orion or Lake Orion, Michigan. Dearest Dr. Orange one. Okay, I get it. My University of Kansas Jayhawks football team stinks. They're terrible. I frequently dub them the worst D1 football team in the country. But lay off, will you? We all feel bad enough as it is. Plus, our basketball team just drums Stony Brook for you. Isn't that enough? And yes. And one more. From Jake Freeman. My name is Jacob Freeman. My interest in sports, outrageous water bills, and feral trailers keeps me tuned into your podcast. <laughs> feral trailers, such a great phrase. I'm drafting this email on the clock, so if you decide to read it, thanks for making it worth my company's time. A few weeks ago, prior to the Michigan-Michigan State game, Carville spoke of his time in Ypsilanti, Michigan. I immediately thought, I know that place. I grew up there, and I currently live there. Tuss locals, it's simply referred to as Ipsy. Directly east of Ipsy, down I-94, is the heart and soul of Michigan, Wayne County. In less than an hour drive, you'll be in Detroit. Having lived in Michigan since birth, it's difficult to put my opinions and thoughts into Detroit on Detroit into words. Here's the best I could do. Imagine major U.S. cities in terms of a family Christmas party. You got wise old grandpa in New York City. His knowledge and history is unrivaled. Next, there's young and beautiful cousin Miami. Her positive attitude is a ray of sunshine, followed by life of the party, older brother Chicago. His success and confidence appears effortless. Finally, we have Uncle Detroit. He stumbles into the party hours late. Clearly intoxicated on God knows what, and seems to have aged years more than the calendar year you saw him last. The family is obligated to love him, tolerate his nonsense, and hopes one of these days he will just get it together. Yep, that's Uncle Detroit. Thanks for all the laughs over the years. The cheesery. If you're out on your bike, time to everyone, as always, do wear white. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you.
rain or if the cows would be fed the modern prophet prophesizes the packers on the road against the spread Solomon would prophesize if the granaries are full then go to the Pharaoh he will anoint the modern prophet says if the cowboys go to Cleveland and Dak didn't practice take the points Ezekiel would prophesize a good crop of barley Jeff Ma says, consider this parley. Brady in Chicago, the return of Cam. And the Niners, a home dog against the Rams. We worship, we adore a Jason LaConfora. You take the she-goat and a good-looking calf. I'll take Mahomes at home and two and a half. Take your burning bush and the parting of the Red Sea. I'll take Reginald the Mud. 